I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, your spiritual BFF and the founder of the shockergirlco.com, where I work with women to balance their chakras so that they can be intentional AF while living their best lives. Today, we are interviewing Ingrid DeLamar Kenny. She is just a ray of light. She's the founder and CEO of The Method. So she's patented her own fitness system, which is based off of Pilates, but she's really made it unique in her own and there's nothing else like it. Um, She's teaching it online, which is super cool, but she lives in Monaco and just lives this ridiculously beautiful, elegant Monaco life. And she's teaching us how to live the life here. And you guys, I'm literally applying everything we learned in this episode to my life. This is not, you know, the tips in this are not just fluff. Like she is giving so many good tips and it's literally already changing my life and the way I'm thinking about things. We're talking about how taking breaks gives you a hotter body and a healthier mind. We're talking about how to do an online workout only two to four times per week from your home to get a long lean body. Guys, I'm definitely going to be doing this. Um, We're talking about why cheese is better than protein powder. (laughs) Um, And she's giving so many good food tips. Um, And we're also just talking about living the Monaco life of prosciutto and wine before dinner every night and boat trips to Italy on the weekend and (laughs) living life. Ingrid is also giving away free recipes, health tips, and a free flash workout video to anyone that subscribes at her website, themethodmc.com. And she's giving you guys 10% off in a private session via Skype with 
the code chakra. So if you go to her website and you want to book a, a private session with her or a bundle of private sessions with either her or one of the people that work under her, then you can get 10% off with code chakra. And you guys, I'm totally doing this. I'm also going to go see her when I go to Monaco. She is my new life goals. This episode is brought to you by my meditation bundle. Chakra Girl Meditation Bundle is eight of my chakra meditations that I recorded um, by just like, I just like compiled all of the knowledge and the learnings and the meditations and things I've learned from books. And I've compiled them into these recorded meditation audios. And these are literally the meditations that I used to totally change my freaking life, you guys. So if you want to go from hot mess to Zen success, go get my meditations and I'm giving you $10 off with coupon code podcast. So go to chakragirlmeditation.pagedemo.com. So that's chakra girl meditation dot P A G E D E M O dot C O. Go get the meditations. Literally, if you're having trouble manifesting, if you're having trouble meditating, if you're having trouble staying focused, these meditations are going to change your life like they changed mine. I've had so many people ask me about my diet. So I've been posting my smoothies and my soups on my Insta stories and people are like, what the hell are you doing? And literally everything we talk about in today's episode kind of goes against what I'm doing and I kind of want to stop what I'm doing to implement what I learned in today's episode, but (laughs) I'm just doing a three-day reset. So I'm seeing a nutritionist about... Um, adrenal fatigue. And she put me on this um, this diet. I don't even want to like calling it a diet, but basically this meal plan where every meal you have a protein, a fat, and a fiber, which is like really, really, I mean, obviously a good way to be eating like whole meals. And that's just, you know, how you should be doing things. But I kind of wasn't. I was eating vegan for a while. I was getting bags under my eyes. I was gaining weight. And I was like, what the hell's happening? It just wasn't right for me personally. So I went to nutritionist and I was eating those meals. And then I went on this trip and was just eating everything. And she's like, let's do a reset. So basically I'm just on this three day reset where I have a smoothie for breakfast. I have a blended soup for lunch and a smoothie for dinner. And then in between for snacks, I have bone broth to get, I guess, the protein and the meat (laughs) that I need. And the blended soups are all just like veggie based. So I had a cauliflower and celery soup yesterday. I'm going to be making a butternut squash soup. And yeah, it's just a three-day little reset, but then I'm literally going to be going into my Monaco lifestyle diet and life based off of everything in this episode. So um, yeah, so follow me on Insta, check out my new Monaco life. If you want to check out what I'm doing for this reset, totally do that as well. Let's get into the chakra tip of the day. So the chakra tip of the day is about renewal. I actually did a card reading for all of you guys. It's it's, um, a full moon in Sagittarius yesterday. So I did the ritual one day late, but whatever. They say within four days of of the full moon is when it's the most powerful. So I basically first I wrote down all the things that I want to release that I burned the pa- I saged the paper to get all the bad juju out of it saged myself and then burnt the paper and threw it in the toilet because I was like what do I do with this paper that's on fire it was kind of a frantic moment I did not think it out so it's still in my toilet got to figure out a way to flush it out so another chakra tip have a method available 
to maybe drop it into a bowl of water. Maybe maybe think of that first, unlike me. So do that and then write a list of all the things that you want to manifest. And while I did this, I was I had my uh, crystals with me. So I had a clear quartz, which is really good for manifesting. And I had an amethyst, which is really good for clearing any negative energy and manifesting positive energy. So I did that. And then I did a card reading. So I did a past, present, future card reading. And it was so freaking accurate. It was about renewal and, you know, just refreshing everything that's going on. So if you guys go to my Insta stories, you can actually message me. Let me know what you're releasing. Let me know what you're manifesting. And I'm going to sage it away for you and do a crystal manifestation for you. So DM me, find me on Instagram at the chakra girl co. If you're not already following me, I do so many fun things. Go follow me. And yeah, so go check that out. And then another thing I want to say for the chakra tip, serpentine is a crystal. It's like green and looks like a snake. And serpentine, obviously like the word serpent is in it. So it's about like shedding your snake skin. And that means that to get to the next level or to become the best version of yourself, you usually have to release something and something has to die off. So if you're at a point where maybe something has ended and you're like feeling down, just know that it's a renewal phase. Or if you're at a point where you're like, I don't know, like I know I need to release this thing but I don't know. It seems hard. Just release it. Let it go, guys, and embrace the new, fresh, shiny skin that's coming out. And let's do a chakra shout out as well. I want to shout out Sage Wellness. So Sage is a Vancouver-based company. They're pretty big. Uh, They do essential oils and other wellness products, and they're so amazing. I have this roller. So it's like a roll-on oil and it's got like rose in it and a bunch of other really yummy smells. And you know how it has like the little roller ball? ball? That is rose quartz. How cute is that? So it helps me manifest more like feminine energy and call in more feminine energy and embrace my own feminine energy. So I'll like put it on my wrist. I'll put it behind my ears. I'll put it on my neck and I'll just like put it on my hands as well because your heart chakra extends to your hands. So I'll put the oil on my hands and I'll smell my hands and just like really embrace that beautiful feminine vibe. So go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's called the goddess roller. I could be wrong, but if you just Google like sage crystal rollers, you'll find it. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, okay. So go get your goddess roller, go do your cleansing meditation, go check out, there's so many things for you guys to do. Go to Instagram, check out the card reading that I did for you guys and listen to this episode and go do everything that Ingrid says and get, you know, do a session with her and also just go check out her free recipes and stuff. She's got so much amazing content. So excited. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. So freaking excited. We have 
Ingrid Delamar Kenny here today. She is the founder and CEO of The Method, which is a patented fitness system. It's based on like the OG legit Pilates, but she's made it unique and there's literally nothing else like it. She is creating a virtual teaching platform, which I can't wait to hear more about. It's just so, so cool. And she's giving access to this amazing fitness system to the world. She's just such a unique and inspiring woman. She is serious lifestyle goals. She lives in Monaco. She just has a really incredible story and a beautiful life and a rock and bod. And I just can't wait to get all the tips from her. Welcome to the show, Ingrid. Thank you. I love that intro. I might just use it for myself on my website. Yes, record it, record it and listen to it every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much for being here, Ingrid. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. So fun. Okay. So I want to get into some like rapid fire slumber party questions to loosen up a little bit. Let us know what is your daily ritual? Okay, so without a plug, the method has actually started off not as a business, but it was my daily ritual, and it has been for 19 years. So I used to live in New York, I used to work in the fashion industry, and every day before I got to work or before I went on set, because I used to work on Sex and the City as a wardrobe stylist, an assistant wardrobe stylist, very, very fast fast-paced lifestyle, I used to practice my method of Pilates at home 4.30, 5.30 in the morning. So then it turned into a business just recently, a few years ago. So I wake up early, I get ready to start my day. And since my job actually implies now working out with clients, um, the first session is my workout of the day. So um, I, you know, get in my car, I put a few Amazon audiobooks on, I have my coffee because I exercise, my first time exercising in the day is on an empty stomach, and I, you know, go on and do my first session with a client. Usually the early morning clients are advanced athletes. So those sessions are probably the best because you have to be so focused and you have to really clear your mind. It's all about control and, you know, mind over body. So that is my ritual of the morning. Mm, I love it. So you work out on an empty stomach. Tell us about that. Okay. So working out on an empty stomach is something I've actually learned from the athletes I work with. Most of them uh, usually have coffee and it's their fuel. Um, I put some fiber in my coffee. So I put a powder in my coffee, which is fiber, which fills me up. So it keeps me from being hungry. And the reason for that is because you want to dig into your reserves. And if you eat breakfast before you work out, you don't dig into those reserves. So you don't burn the same way. You're actually just burning what you just ate. Mm-hmm. So also the energy level, the cortisol level, everything is just emphasized on an empty stomach. Everything is better. You have a clearer mind, more focus, you know. So for me and my my clients that work, you know, work out early in the morning, it's always on an empty stomach with coffee for fuel. Mm, I know the coffee thing is controversial for a lot of people because caffeine got such a bad rap, but in the athlete world, it's actually quite good. 
Okay. So I don't drink coffee, not because not for any like belief reason or anything like that. It just, I don't like the way personally that it makes me feel. Is there like another alternative that we could put like fiber in, in the morning before we work out? Or is it better just totally empty stomach? I would say, okay, so people are jumping on this crazy protein bandwagon and I don't even want to get started with it, but it's a bad idea because before you work out is really not ideal and it's going to kind of work against your workout. So I I really don't like it, specifically for workouts like the method and others. Um, You could do a shake with berries. So Mm -hmm. berries and cashew milk why berries because it's fiber mm-hmm. and fiber is indigestible it fills you up it doesn't bloat you and it's very low in carbs so berries with something like cashew milk no you know no sugar added or almond milk and you add your fiber powder in it which is called inulin and i swear by it i swear it actually you know, fills you up and it's fiber. You need some fiber in your diet. So it's great. It's a great start of the day. Makes your workout super effective. Okay. Inulin, you said it's called? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I need to buy that. Okay. Already so many good ideas. (laughs) So many good tips already. Okay. What is your go-to crystal? So it's funny you should ask because I only started practicing and manipulating crystals a few years ago, right before the method um, came to exist. I started working with a woman who's in Canada and we actually did most of her work uh, on Skype. I met her through a friend. I needed a shift in my life and I was introduced to her. Her name is Tracy Clark. And she actually is the one who helped me shift things in my life and she cleans up my energy. She's the one who got me into crystals. And we also found out that I have a little bit of clairvoyance in me. So she also pushed me a little bit with the crystals on that thing that it would help. So I used the clear quartz for intuition and the rose right now for lots. And I have them in my house and I manipulate them and I love them. Mm. And to her. Such good ones. Yes. Okay. I'm obsessed with rose quartz too. It's definitely my fave. Okay. Such a good one. Okay. Who's your favorite Kardashian? Chris. Definitely Chris. Yes. She's such a boss. She is like ultimate gold. She's down to earth. Yeah. It's like she doesn't get faced at anything. She weathers all the storms. And you know, she's a mom. And I've been a mom since I'm 20. So It's like, I think she's, I mean, I know they're all moms. They all have very young children, but I'm already dealing with like a 19 year old, a 16 year old. And I totally see where she's coming from, where she's constantly giving them those pushes and Mm -hmm. telling them to not look right or left and just go straight. I relate to her. I respect her. Mm. Oh my gosh. She's created like such an empire too. It's just like to be a mom. And I mean, gosh, even for yourself, like for you to like have these kids and your own life and your own business and be healthy. (laughs) Like it's just so, I can't, I I can't wait to hear more about how you balance that, but yeah, you're doing it too. (laughs) You're, you're inspiring too. Believe it or not, when you have them so young, they give you wings. You have no hope but to make it. So for me, it's like, I've had no choice. I have kids since I'm 20 and I had them really young. And it's like, 
I have to make it. They're looking at me. I have no choice. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, okay. Let's switch gears here. What is your go-to cocktail order? I have two different cocktails that I like okay. and for two different occasions. So in the evening, I like a Moscow mule. Mm. I love it. I love the fact that it is served chilled in this copper mug. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about. totally. I have the mugs. They're so good. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something about it and I love the ginger. I, I mean, Moscow Mule for sure for my husband and I. And then when I go to a beach and have like cocktails during the day, because we do that in the South of France, I have either margaritas with a ring of salt mm. or I have tequila on the rocks. Oh, so good. What would you say is like, if someone's like really trying to like, you know, be mindful of their body and like drink, I don't know, I guess be healthy. What would you say is like the healthiest cocktail? For sure. And this is one of the reasons why I, I love tequila for sure. Mm. Tequila, vodka on the rocks, don't get any sugar added. Yeah. You know, um, talk to your bartender, make sure he doesn't use the, you know, that sugar cane syrup. You, you yes. Can- micromanage a little bit of what's being stirred into your drink. Yeah. I always say no, no. Um, they usually, yeah, it's the sugar cane, the cane syrup or whatever. Yeah. I always say none of that. Yeah. Tequila on the rocks with lime is actually, you know, really low in calories. And also what I find about it, which is a big deal and no one talks about it. You're not as hungry. Mm. There are other cocktails and other, you know, liquors that make you really hungry. I find like red wine makes me starving. Yes, because red wine is an appetite opener. People drink to, you know, get their appetite going. Okay, I've never even thought about that. Okay, that is just another thing that we have to think about. Um, So what, so if you're living this life where you get to go and like drink beautiful cocktails by the beach, how often, it's like, how much should we be drinking and how much like, like what's, what are the parameters? Okay, I hate the word parameter because yeah. <laughs> you put a restriction on me, I kind of like stress. And that's not good because it gets your hormones going and it gets your ghrelin hormone, you know, skyrocketing and it makes you hungry. So don't think parameters, don't think rules, definitely don't think diet. I would say drink smart. So if you are going to start your day, let's say, or drinking like around noon, just drink smart, kind of like look forward to your day and say, okay, this is what I can do. I can start with a glass of wine, not rosé, because you drink rosé like water. Wine is a little bit harder to, you know, gobble down. Um, And then 4 p.m. I'll have, let's say, a margarita with salt, because salt helps a little bit satiate hunger. Make sure you eat some food in between and like, just, you know, try to control yourself intelligently without going with, oh, I'm allowed to, I hate when people go, oh, I'm allowed two glasses of wine today and Mm. one cocktail a week. I think that each time you put restrictions on people like that, or you put them on a plan or on a step, like step one, step two, you're kind of causing stress for yourself and you're, it's not sustainable. So true. I think just do it in a smart way, something that would make sense. Everyone knows that gobbling down rosé and not even knowing 
when you got served again is not a good idea. And it doesn't yeah. feel good. So right. just intelligently. Okay. I love that. And I have so many more questions about that that we'll get into. <laughs> um, okay. What is your worst habit? Well, my worst habit comes from what I call the Jewish mother syndrome. <laughs> I have a tracker on my kids. It's an app called Life360 and you could see exactly where they are. And sometimes out of nowhere, I decide to have anxiety and I track them. <laughs> Do they know you have this app? Yes, that's amazing. Okay. I'm such a psychopath that my 19-year-old lets me have it. Oh my God. And the worst part is that this little sucker sometimes is wrong. So I go into complete freak out moments for no reasons because they're not exactly where they're supposed to be. Oh my so God. I have to say that is my worst habit and everybody's always looking at me like, why? <laughs> so funny. Do you have boys or girls? I have one boy who's 19, that's okay. and then I have a daughter, Savannah, who's 16, and my little one is 12. Oh my gosh, so nice. Well, it's nice. That I, I love when, like, the boy is older. I feel like he can, like, kind of, like, take care of the rest of them. Yeah, no, not really. No. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. <laughs> You think so now? I'm uh, he's, he's good, but you know I think that when they turn eighteen, they're like, yeah, I can live my life now, and right. you know, not care about anybody else. And I'm like, no, you don't have a job. I still pay for everything. So, yeah, <laughs> so you, know, you don't have a life yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that he affirms his independence is pretty much by you know living a little bit his own yeah. life and going, oh, dude, my sisters are annoying, and I, I get it. But. Yeah. <laughs> It'll, they'll grow out of it <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh okay what is your guilty pleasure that you think good spiritual people don't do okay so I think good spiritual people are under the impression you have to eat tofu and you have to be lactose free and you have to like not eat meat and I think it's such a cliche today because being someone that enjoys life so much and I like a drink once in a while and I like, or more than once in a while, I like to smoke cigars and I don't like cigarettes because I think they're really unhealthy, for example. But, you know, there's such like people sometimes that come up to me and go, wait, you're like a health, you know, freak and whatever and you smoke cigars. And I'm like, yeah, I'm human. So it's like, I feel like it's a little bit the same with spiritual people. They're expected to like, not eat animals and wear, you know, plastic sandals. And, you know, I just feel like spiritual doesn't, doesn't necessarily come this way. Totally. It's about like feeling good and you know, what's going to make you feel good and enjoy your life. I love that. And that is exactly what I preach too. But I feel like you've got this like really unapologetic, like guilt-free vibe about it. Whereas sometimes I'm like, oh, I shouldn't eat that or I shouldn't do that. But like, I feel like you've really nailed the kind of like carefree, easy breezy side about it. So I have like, I can't wait to get more into that. So thank you so much for sharing. So before we get into that, I want to know all about the method. How did it come to be? I need to know everything. Okay. So the method, uh, like I said at the beginning, originally was my practice. 
like that's something I did for myself and the way it came out to be goes back such a long time. I had as a child a promising uh, future as a ballet dancer and so that's my background, that's my athletic background and around the age of 14 I was well on my way to, you know, being part of an amazing academy when I was diagnosed with scoliosis. So I don't know if you know what that is, but mm-hmm. scoliosis is when your spine is just not straight. Yes. And that kind of rocked my world because of the ballet. It was kind of not visible to the naked eye, only like a doctor or someone that looked closely because I had really good posture. And that rocked my world because I had to wear a brace or get an operation. So we opted for the brace. That took four years of my life. And so there went that dream of becoming a ballet dancer. Uh, Fast forward to 20 years old, I have my son and he is born. And I am looking for something that would keep my muscles as long and lean as ballet. And I discovered back then um, Pilates. One of my clients, who's a famous um, Latina actress, um, called me to LA to dress her for the Golden Globes. And I arrived, I remember, with like huge sizes for her because I knew she, she, was, she was kind of like voluptuous. And I walked into her hotel room and I was like, oh God, I don't have the right sizes. What happened? She said, well, I started something called Pilates and it was just starting in LA at the time. So I went to the studio that she was going to and they were the original Pilates mat exercises with Mary Windsor, who's a pioneer in Pilates. And I fell in love with the discipline. It gave me exactly the same body as the one I got as a, as a ballet dancer. And over the years, I went back to LA, I took workshops, whenever a workshop would come to New York, I would take it for my own pleasure. And over the years, being an athlete, it kind of wasn't enough for me anymore. Everybody um, in the Pilates business kind of ventured into, you know, the reformers and the more marketable kind of Pilates, and I didn't like it. So I found an aqua gym in like equipment, which is the equipment that you see us, you see on all the pictures and videos of the method. And with all of the foundation of Pilates that I had learned, I created my own method. And then I moved to Monaco and I was still working in PR and fashion here. And everybody wanted in on what I was doing. They, they kind of delayed here in Europe uh, when it comes to fitness, and you know Pilates specifically, where I think we we were a little bit more advanced in the states already. So my method, on top of that, was something else. So I started showing a few friends, and then everyone was like, you know what, you need to make a business out of it. So it became my little side gig. I I, uh, I patented 358 unique movements. Um, I was able to get a patent for it, which seemed impossible because they had told me that even Bikram could not, you know, patent his movement. They didn't look unique enough. But thanks to the equipment I was using, those movements, my movements were unique enough to make a patent out of it. So I protected it with an international patent and I opened in Monaco. And uh, 
lucky for me, I, I, I got so blessed. It's like I manifested so much. And within a few months, everyone was talking about it in Monaco. It's like Monaco, you know, is like a micro country. Mm-hmm. And it just, it got big here. And it was getting an incredible reputation also for being so therapeutic for the back. And, um, and here we are today. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. And okay. So first of how many people live in Monaco and how did you like end up moving there? I need to hear that story. So believe it, I don't know how many people live in Monaco, but it's really small. It's two square kilometers long. Just oh my gosh. It's a very small country. And the reason why I moved here originally is because I was married in New York to, uh, my kid's biological father, and uh, we got divorced after 17 years. So the life I knew was only the life I had with him in New York. And it was kind of hard to break away from it all because he fell into this extremely religious lifestyle, mm-hmm. Jewish religious lifestyle. And although I'm, although I'm Jewish, I was not as religious and it, it really like was really hard for the kite for the kids and I. So when we got divorced, I was like, you know what, we need something. We need a change. We need an amazing glamorous country. And I didn't want to go to Miami because that's where I'm from. My mom lives there. Um, I wanted something else. And then I was like, I need something glamorous, but my kids don't speak French. So I need a place that's like French, but where they speak English. And I was like, Monaco. And I started to do all this research. And I was like, I need a job there. And at the time, I was doing a little bit of work on Bravo TV. And I was, you know, dressing celebrities. And I was like, yeah, I need a job there. And I started to look around. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a job. And then I, I fell on fashion TV. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a job with fashion TV. And next thing I knew, Six days later, I get an email from a friend of mine who says, hey, my friend is a producer for fashion TV in Monaco, and he was wondering if you'd be interested in working with him. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Either I'm psychic or... This is like, and I knew nothing about manifesting. We, we were so close to religion that spirituality at the time was out the window. So I was like, you know, I thought, wow, either this is like a huge coincidence, which is the story of my life. I always think everything is a coincidence when it's actually not. But I got the job with Fashion TV and we got an apartment, um, but... You know, it was, it was like a great, it's, it was a crazy thing. I moved in like 12 days. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first off, just like the strength and the courage and the, I don't know, that's just like such an amazing thing to do for yourself. I'm going to like take my kids and move to this beautiful, beautiful country. That is just like, so many people don't do that. So many people would do like the easy thing. Like I'll go stay with my parents or I'll, you know, and they kind of like admit defeat. Um, and they kind of like see divorce as like a step backwards rather than an opportunity to move forwards. And you like really nailed it. You know what? I think a a part of me, first of all, I think I did call my mother and she was like, yeah, no, you know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I have to thank her for that now, but I think that part of me, because I was in such a religious Jewish community, was like, I can't be a divorced woman here. 
Right. I need to go somewhere else where my position as a divorced woman can be respected. And, yeah. you know, so I think that that was my big push. Another huge advantage that I had is that my parents are French. So I spoke French fluently mm. and I'm, you know, I mean, I was brought up with French culture, even though I lived most of my life in the United States. So mm. I knew that it wasn't going to be such a culture shock for me. Yeah. It was, and the kids, I was like, you know what? Anyways, I need to get them out of this microcosm where, where they are in New York. So, you know, I'm like education, you know, academically, France and, you know, Europe in general was known to be great. I wanted to open their eyes in and it was scary. I felt guilty when it was difficult for them. But in hindsight, I think that, you know, that the motivation of leaving everything so I wouldn't be judged wasn't maybe the best motivation, but it served a great purpose. Yeah. And it was like getting that job there and like manifesting that job there was obviously the nudge from the universe being like, Hey, this is the right step. Like, even though maybe it's not the right motivation, like this is the right thing that you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And I got super lucky because, uh, you know, my ex-husband was not a jerk about it. He was like, yeah, you know what? Good for your life. Take the kids. You're a wonderful mother. I'm into my religion. I'm not even in that much into the kids. So just go. Oh my gosh. There was no struggle. There was no yeah. fight, no drama. So, you know, I feel like when something goes so like so easily, then it's really meant to be. hundred percent. So with all of this that you've learned and, you know, redesigning your life and reinventing yourself, would you say that's part of like your core mission with the method? And is that kind of like one of the elements of how you're supporting your clients? You know, I think that... The fact that I'm 40 years old and that I've, I have so much under my belt as far as tough moments. And, you know, even when we got to Monaco, it was great for the first year and a half. And then Fashion TV wasn't doing it for me anymore. I was not, you know, evolving the way that I was hoping. And they were hiring all these models to work for them. And I, I just didn't feel fulfilled anymore. I felt stupid. I didn't have so much... I didn't have to use my intelligence so much in that job. And so I left it thinking something better would come about. And uh, money became like a problem. I had to sell my Cartier bracelets and like, actually I had to pawn them. I had, you know, we had to get a smaller apartment. We struggled. So having all these ups and downs and, you know, living through a few things, I think, gives me a little bit of integrity with the women out here, you know, and they don't just look at a pretty picture and say, oh yeah, I want those abs. There's, there's a little bit more behind it. Mm. You know, I don't hide my story. People know it. Monaco is a small place. People see you evolve. They see where you've been, what you're doing. So I think that, you know, that transparency gives you integrity in a sense. Hundred percent. People love to connect with people on like that deep level. So the fact that you've been like so open is good is probably like a huge part of why people are so drawn to you and like love working with you. I hope that's why. But (laughs) you know, I'm I'm still and I'm learning. I'm learning from my clients. And this was so not the job I thought I would do. Mm -hmm. I knew it was my calling, but every day 
when I have conversations with clients and consultations and we talk, I'm like, wow, that's what I was meant to be all along. And that's why I wasn't feeling fulfilled even in the most glamorous jobs I have done, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely that. And I'm discovering now that I have a place in the wellness space and, um, you know, now I'm kind of venturing into the online and the interactive you know, platforms and social media and realizing that I have a voice. I have to think, I have to say, I have to thank Lauren so much for giving me that awareness because when she came up with her interview, she, um, she said to me, she said, I've been following you for six years. I was like, what? And that was just this year. And she said, yeah, I've been following you for six years. I used to follow you when you were posting pictures of what you cooked, but you weren't doing the method. You were working in fashion. And for me, that was so incredible. So after the interview, when I saw the, you know, what came out of it, that her community kind of ventured into my platform and started asking me questions, it, it gave me such an awareness that, you know, perhaps I do have a voice. I see things differently, but the wellness space is so clogged it's like it's it's so filled up that I didn't think it was possible and it seems like you know my my different way of thinking is actually you know working totally and just for the people listening she's talking about Lauren from the skinny confidential had posted about her on her blog and Lauren talks about her all the time um and is really I I feel like that's been like a really great segue for you into the online market which is really you know, a natural next step for you to expand your empire. So that's super, super exciting. Yeah. But like, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's hard to put yourself out there. Like, Oh, hundred percent. Yes. You know, I listened to you on your podcast and I'm like, wow, this woman's actually like, I'm in my car. I told you, I listened to you in my car (laughs) and I'm like, you know, you put yourself out there every day. You push that vine, you go on, you know, this, you know, this adventure and you put yourself out there for everyone to have an opinion about it or not. And it's, it's scary. So having a little push from someone like Lauren, I have to say, first of all, humble me. I had no idea people cared what I thought. And, you know, like outside of my community in Monaco. So now it's like the online world is a whole new horizon and it's, it's so exciting. Totally. And I think you're just like living a life that a lot of people want to live and wish they could live. Um, you're really like inspiring people from afar. It's kind of like you were, you were born to, you were like born to inspire people. Like all the things that you've gone through have kind of led to this point. I love that. Yes. So tell us uh, uh, some more on that. Like, tell us about like a day in the life. Like, how do you find the balance between like your business and, um, you know, you told us a little bit about like your morning, but how do you like, what's a day in the life look like for you? What is kind of like your ideal day? Okay. So my ideal day, well, that depends. Cause you see, we work really hard during the week and we play crazy during the weekend here yes that's my life too (laughs) but I have to say Europeans have this down pack they totally understood everything about life and for me coming from New York it was a crazy change of lifestyle because I had to get used to oh yeah we take two hours for lunch all the offices are closed 
and people go to lunch and they have wine and then they go back to work. Mm-hmm. I was so not used to that. So already that's like a crazy thing that I had to adjust to and that I love. But, you know, so we, we work really hard. I mean, I start my day 7.30 in the morning with my first clients because as you probably can imagine, athletes train early mm-hmm. and then I go on to other private clients that, you know, um, live in Monaco. Uh, I will usually make sure that I take about an hour to an hour and a half for lunch. And when I do, it's usually really nice to go to a restaurant on the beach or by the water or by the shore or by the yacht club. And I'm still so grateful. I've been doing this already for almost seven years and I'm still sitting at lunch going, I can't believe this is a work day. And I'm totally able to unplug from work for an hour and a half or an hour and sit and look at yachts and look at the water and have, you know, lunch with my husband or my daughter or friend. So that's great. And that's part of life here. And then I'll go back to work and try to finish around six or seven because anyways, at that point, body is dead. Um, and I'll go grocery shopping because that's pretty much how I determine what I'm going to cook for dinner by going grocery shopping for fresh products every day. And whatever I found that is fresh is what's going to determine what I make for dinner. And uh, I then come home and prepare what we call a little apéro, which is an aperitif. So like prosciutto and Parmesan cheese and some Gigi crackers for myself and a nice glass of wine. And while I prepare dinner, we have that and we talk about our day. And uh, that's pretty much our day, you know, during the week. And then on weekends, it's party time. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I mean, I'm talking to you about like six months out of the year that we have beach weather. So it's, you know, we, we go on the boat, we go to a beach with friends, we, you know, have a huge table, it turns into a party. And, you know, we, we just make sure that every weekend we do something great like that. It could be something locally, but what's great about living in Monaco is that Italy is 20 minutes away. Oh, this is like, I'm just like, my heart is melting right now. This is the life I need. <laughs> You can decide to go spend a day or two days in Italy and like it's cheaper there. Food is cheaper. Hospitality is amazing. You feel like you're so far away. You feel like you're way on vacation. And it goes the same way for the other side of Monaco. So like going towards Cannes or Saint-Tropez. So you, you, I mean, you have a crazy choice of, you know, feeling like you're stepping away from your life and your town and you're propelled into a vacation spot when you're actually just 45 minutes away or 20 minutes away, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I need to know. So for me, if I was to like drink, even if it's just like one glass of wine at night and like prosciutto and cheese, like regularly during the week, see, that would stress me out. And I'd be like, this is wrong. I'm going to gain weight. Like, you know, how do you, it's like such a, a different mindset. So like, how does mindset play into your actual physical manifestation of your body? So there's science behind exactly what you said. I'll try to make it like simple and not annoying. 
it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know nobody wants to listen to like annoying, you know, medical terms. Which <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to use. But um, there is a, a hormone called the ghrelin hormone, which is the hunger hormone. So that's the hormone that sends a signal to you to let you know you're hungry. That hormone is usually triggered by a high level of cortisol, which is the same hormone that is triggered when you do very high intensity workouts. So stress, stressing about what you're eating, kind of feeling guilty about it, gets your cortisol to go up the roof. And then it pulls your ghrelin in, it comes knocking, and that's what makes you gain weight. So technically, it's all of your state of mind that plays a part in gaining weight from being worried about what you just ate and not so much what you ate. So the way that I figured this out is because I grew up to French parents and my parents, even though we were in Miami or, you know, not necessarily always in France, they really kept this kind of, you know, Brigitte Bardot kind of, you know, mindset, like wearing bikinis, being super skinny and eating cheese, drinking wine. And now in hindsight, we, we look back at, I look back at pictures of my parents. I'm like, how are they so skinny? How my mother looks so hot? She's mm-hmm. always eating cheese and drinking wine. And I figured it out because it's pretty much uh, a thing here that people kind of don't worry they, I, I, and they don't binge. They don't eat French fries and, you know, and things like that, but they do make a point of having their cheese, which we have to say here, the cheese products are much better than in the States. So True. that's a probiotic yeah. and a probiotic really good cheese which is you know um, which which is not fermented is great for your gut and it attends to your good gut bacteria and that helps you also with the ghrelin hormone and it helps you you know either keep yourself at the weight that you are which would be your ideal weight or lose weight so it's kind of like this visual circle of how you think about it and so what you end up doing and how you end up feeling about it and the stress level goes up and then you feel hungry for, you know, rich, like very rich food that you shouldn't be eating, rich comfort food that you should be eating. So, and you go, well, that's because I drank, so now I want comfort food and I need to eat it because if not, I'll have a hangover. So it's kind of like how the, the mind plays tricks on you. Mm-hmm. I hope that made sense. Totally. So, and this is like something that I've been like working on lately. So like, what tips do you have to stop those thoughts? Is it just about like awareness and knowing that, you know, you know, just like switching the thought? Awareness to you and me is not something scary because we practice it so much and it becomes natural to us. But to the rest of the world, people that don't really understand it, it's such a ceremonial word, it's so scary that they don't really understand how and what awareness is. And so they can't practice it. It's like when you tell people to meditate and they just sit there and go, okay, so what do I think about? Yeah, It's the same thing. Yes, it is practicing awareness. That's what we need to call it. But what it is, is think of it as you need to identify your enemy, but I don't like the word enemy because it's negative. So let's just say, once you realize that gaining weight comes from a, a hormone, 
that is triggered by your stress level. And the stress level comes from either an activity that you're doing or comes from the way you're thinking or overthinking things, then maybe it's easier to kind of sit down and go, okay, I'm hungry. It's my ghrelin hormone acting up because I might have been stressed. And I might have been stressed because I knew I was going to get home and I only have Oreos and I knew I might want to eat them. It's kind of like you kind of have this conversation with yourself and go, okay, what do I do? Well, what I do is personally, because I have it too, I'm not invincible to, you know, this temptation. Um, I first have a huge glass of water. That usually helps calm things down a little bit. If that doesn't work, I make myself another coffee, or in your case, it would be a shake just with, you know, uh, a simple like, you know, cashew milk or, you know, berries, again, fiber, nothing else, no protein powder, please no protein powder, and maybe some inulin, which is fiber powder. And, you know, and I would drink that up. And usually that does it for me because I already went through two things where I try to kind of negotiate with ghrelin, you know? But when you think about it and you know the name of the hormone and you know it may have been caused by a high level of cortisol that comes from a high level of stress or anxiety or, you know, an activity that you shouldn't have been doing or lifting super heavy weights, which a girl shouldn't do. And all of these factors, already the fact that you're kind of negotiating with that hormone, which I call a gremlin and not a ghrelin, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it helps a lot and it helps you with the awareness part. And yeah. if that doesn't work, you have an apple and it's like at some point, you go, okay, bitch, I give you an apple, I give you water, I give you coffee, like what the F do you want? Yeah. You know, and at that point, you thought about it so much and, you know, and then the other trick would be that if you are going to have that coffee or that shake, sit down, give yourself 15, 20, 45 minutes for your cortisol level to go down. If you bring your cortisol down, then your ghrelin hormone won't come knocking and you won't be hungry. So that's also one of the things Like people tend to grab coffee because they're hungry, but then they, they go in the car and they stay in traffic because they got to get to their next appointment. All of that stuff contributes so, so much to that hunger. So, you know, no, oh, that's amazing. I feel like, and I feel like another big part of it too, is just like actually take, yeah, I think taking breaks is such a big part of it. Like you said, you take time to go for a beautiful lunch every day um, and to like take a break. Whereas, you know, people on this side of the world, <laughs> myself included, are just like scattering around with like appointment to appointment to appointment um, and not taking the time to like breathe and relax and feel gratitude and all those things that make you feel de-stressed. So, and I've been, that's something that I've really been working on um, journaling. I just did like a full moon, <laughs> a full moon ritual about it. Um, like re- just releasing the feel of, um, the feeling of angst and like urgency. And it's like the more urgent you feel, the more you feel like you need to scamper around, the more you need to actually sit down and not do anything. And then you'll actually end up getting more done and feeling better and your body's in better shape. And that's definitely something that I'm working on. So I love those tips. Thank you so much. 
that's great and while you while you kind of meditate on that now that you actually know what that hormone is called it's called ghrelin now that you know how it's triggered it's kind of like i know because when i lived in new york and it still happens to me here i, I can't say that six seven years here stripped me completely of that feeling of guilt of not doing nothing you know for an hour so that mm -hmm. guilt like oh my gosh i should be going back to work oh my gosh i should be like going you know to the office and paying bills while while i don't have clients or that is what contributes to gaining weight because it's you know soliciting this hormone constantly and you know so it, it's i mean for me if it's not lunch because i don't have time or if my hair is dirty i'll go to the hair salon and put my hair put my phone down mm -hmm. you know i'll just now get my hair blown out and go back to work and those you know that hour that I took to do that was my way of you know bringing my cortisol down and making sure that everything aligns so my body doesn't start craving you know bad food and you know and cause weight gain and being tired and and then another thing that a lot of people do that I used to do that I still do sometimes is huh you know what I'll 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 get some rest over the weekend mm -hmm. and it's like ghrelin doesn't wait for the weekend so yeah you know oh that's so true and I, I think well and one thing I'm noticing too is that I feel like and I see this with my clients as well it's like sometimes we carry stress from like our pat like from like the person we used to be. And it's like, for some reason, why am I stressing about money? Like I have money now, but I'm used to stressing about money. So like, it still comes forward. Um, and just like noted, looking at that and being like, okay, wait, where there's like the subconscious anxiousness here. There's a subconscious fear here and like sitting and actually like looking at it. Um, and knowing, you know, even just having gratitude for where you are right now is such a great way to dissipate that past fear that you carry around with you. Absolutely. And that's why I still work with Tracy, the woman that kind of helped me, you know, get back into spirituality rather than religion and she shifted things around with me and you know, I, I kind of now she goes, my work is done. And I'm like, no, I, you know, I, I'm still, I feel like I'm sometimes still carrying, like you said, anxiety about money, even though I have a little bit or anxiety about, you know, are the kids okay, even though now they're completely fine. And, you know, so you're absolutely right. And I think that's why it's, it's really important, even for people that really have their feet, you know, down on the ground and that don't literally label themselves as, spiritual to kind of realign so they can get rid of this fast stuff because we all do it. We're all guilty of it. So true. And I love what you said about, you know, still working with someone, even when she feels like the work is done. Like I will always have, I always have a coach. I always have some form of like fitness instructor or, or nutritionist or like, I have like a whole team of people keeping my shit together for me. So <laughs> I think that's important too. But it is. I love it. Okay. So you also have your recipes online too. Tell us more about the whole online platform that you have. So the online platform, um, actually the recipes are free and they're available to anyone that subscribes to um, the newsletter. I write newsletters once in a while where I compile a little bit of my knowledge, like what we spoke about now, for example, or, you know, about the lifestyle here and how the food's different uh, in Europe from the United States and what people in the U.S. can do. Because I have 
a huge audience in the States being that I'm from there, I think, and that most of my content is in English. Um, so that is free and that is up now. So anybody that will go and subscribe will get access to a member page where there's all my recipes, things that I cook for my family. You know, there will be some newsletters. There will be like some little tips about spices and things like that. And then I'm launching in a few days. It, it, it was supposed to launch in April, but I'm sure you know all about that stuff when it comes to graphic designs and when it comes to securing videos and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, we've been, we've been having technical difficulties and, you know, trying to get this platform going, but we are launching in a few days a virtual platform, which is a form of streaming of sessions that we shoot here live in Monaco for everybody. So all they need to do is get the equipment and we have our original equipment, which is a little bit pricey. And then I wanted to give the option to get a trial equipment that is sold on Amazon, that we sell through Amazon for people to try the method. And so they will have access with a membership, which is affordable. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the method in Monaco is, you know, an exclusive service and it's a little bit pricey. So, and it's in Monaco and people that do it through Skype that are in the States spend, you know, a good amount of money to get online with us. So the platform is different in that sense because it makes it available to everyone at an affordable membership price, monthly price. And they will be streaming two new videos per week. So they can do the workout on replay and each time a new workout comes out, the other one, you know, vanishes. Uh, but it's pretty much like you will never be out of a workout and you can get the method body at a fraction of the price anywhere in the world and do it in the comfort of your home. So that's launching in a few days. And um, by subscribing, you actually will know as soon as the button, you know, the sign up button goes live and you can join. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely joining this. Okay. Quick question. How many time should we do pull out should we do the method per week like what is that like how many days a week do you okay so I will say that it depends on your goals if you are looking if you're happy with your weight but you want to sculpt your body long and lean and you don't necessarily have the curves that you want now then two to three times a week is great and once you're happy with your body twice a week is completely fine. Um, for someone that's looking for a drastic change, I would definitely say three to four times a week. But the great thing about the method is that it has a non-dependency, which is something I love. Those are such deep muscles that you work. And everybody that tries it the first time tells you, oh my God, I've worked muscles I didn't even know I had. Mm. And what that is, is that you're working such deep muscles. They are so deep that even when you stop for two weeks, the muscles stay right there. They don't move. So, okay. you know, there's like, there's no codependence. Uh, it's once you've built it, you have your foundation and it's just a question of, you know, whether you want to keep it up. And that at twice a week is more than enough. So it, it really depends on your goals, but three to four times a week for someone trying to make a drastic change, actually, it's, it's not much if you think about it. That is amazing. So you don't have to do anything else? <laughs> no, because oh my gosh. 
I need this. I need this in my life now. <laughs> Please launch it. <laughs> it's launching. It's launching. I promise. I feel like I, I, I still think it could be this weekend, but um, the thing is that with the thing that's really great is you don't need to do anything else. And when people come in and they want a real change in their body, I tell them, okay, whatever discipline you're doing, please stop it for a moment. Give me a blank canvas to work on so I could see my results. So I can actually, you know, see what's working for you. So I could see, you know, your muscles carving your body and I could see what, where my work is. And I, you really recognize the muscle, like the, the, the method body. Yes. Like when I my clients, I recognize my curves. I recognize my, you know, my muscles. And so often people are like, but how about cardio? And then I go on and explain the whole thing about cortisol going too high with cardio and you're not doing anything because, you know, you gain weight from that, et cetera, et cetera. So what we do with the method, it's, it's a long workout. It's 60 minutes and the videos will be a compilation of that, which will be a very intense 40 minutes. And in that you have a cardio sculpt part. So it's cardio, but it's on a mat. So it keeps your cortisol level leveled. It prevents it from going too high, but it gives you enough cortisol that you will lose the fat as well as cold. Mm. Okay. I need this in my life. I currently am like working out with a trainer three times a week. And then I do um, like either Kundalini yoga or sometimes I do a Pilates class or I, I usually add like one or two more things. So I'm usually working out like five times a week and I can feel that it's stressful and I, I know that it's not right. So I've been like waiting for a change and I've slowly been like scaling back my workouts. So I'm really, really freaking excited to try this. Girl, you're going to love this. This is one thing that I feel will probably be, be very compatible with you because the method is based on controlology. So I'll give you the background of controlology and I know it's going to speak to you. It's actually going to sing to your ears. Um, Joseph Pilates created, created the method when he was in a concentration camp. Um, he was a prisoner in England, a German prisoner in England. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. And he actually had some body injuries. He was already like probably 60, between 60 and 70. And when he created his method, not my method, but the Pilates method, which I'm, I'm completely inspired from, um, he did it with something called Contrology, which I developed into my own Contrology integration program. And it's mind over body. So he pretty much created this system where he showed people that even though you are 70 years old, which was his crowd at the time, the crowd he taught Pilates to, um, whatever you tell your body to do, it will do. No matter your age, no matter your injuries. And the method is very much like that. So that's why there's no level. You start at something that looks extremely advanced. So people, when they see the videos, they freak out, they send me messages, they go, there's no way I'm doing this. All your clients are advanced. And I tell them now with Contrology, and we can even do it over Skype. It works as well. The way that you talk to the mind, the way that you teach people to go from mind to body, the cognitive relationship between the mind and the body makes your body do incredible execute incredible movements and that's what his controlology was and i took it 
and I pretty much, you know, developed it some more with some knowledge that I had from um, learning about, you know, special education and physical therapy because my son had a small learning disability growing up and I really needed to know how to deal with him. So I went to Brooklyn College and I took a few classes like therapists would do to kind of know how to deal with his issues. Mm-hmm. And issues were resolved. But from what I've learned from that, it, it's, it's taught me so much about all the, you know, the cognitive and mind to body, like pretty much the way you tell your body, your, your body to lift a leg. You can go way beyond that by giving it more details and saying, well, you're going to also lift your pelvic bone and you're going to put your legs behind you and the body will do it. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. I love that. What about when, okay, so what about the moments when you're like in a workout and it's like really hard and your mind is saying you can't do this? Like, how do you, is it just through like repetition and doing it that you can like change that? No, actually it's the way, um, so when I work with Contrology, which is what I do, Contrology Integration, um, the sound of my voice is slightly different than the way you hear me now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of inducing a certain calm in you. And the information that I give you is so subtle, so not overwhelming, so not like, come on, you can do it, you know, like coaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so soothing that it's kind of like tricking your body into this calmness and it it prevents you from resisting the movement so it's kind of you know also working with hormones that then give you all this hope like yeah I could do it so we've noticed for example that you know we do 10 counts everybody knows there's 10 counts there's never more than that when you get to count three you feel like you can do it but with the sound of my voice and the small information that I cognitively get to your body from your mind, you get to number four. And by number four, you're like, wow, I jumped into the hurdle and you're able to go to 10. Oh so my God. This desperation that you get at the gym where sometimes you look at your trainer and go, stop. Yeah. You know, you never get there. There's like this whole kind of soothing thing that prevents you from resisting and you just want to do it. That is so what I need because like I'm do, like, especially doing stuff at home. It's not as much my trainer, but like at home, I'm just like, nah, you don't have to do 10, just do three. <laughs> so, okay. I need this in my life. This has been so freaking informative and I'm just obsessed. Is there anything else that you, before we get into manic moments and manifesting, anything else that you want to share about like how you work with people and how people can start working with you ASAP? Okay, so I will say that one thing I need to talk about because Instagram actually has taught me so much about what people worry about, what their concerns are, what their questions are. And one big one that I get a lot is people with injuries. Mm -hmm. People have injuries. I get so many messages like I have an hernia. I have like problems with my discs. I have a problem with my shoulder from, you know, doing this sport or from that. So the great thing about the method and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, if an injury is fresh and a doctor tells you, you should not exercise, then the method is not going to be your physical, your physical therapy. And I would never, you know, go against a doctor's word, but once you're given a green light to do certain physical exercises, then the method is for you. 
with your injury or with your old injury, I should say. Um, the method and actually Joseph Pilates' original method was meant for people between the ages of 60, 70, and 80 with injuries to recover. And they all ended up having incredible bodies. If you look at those old black and white pictures, you can even go on Google and check them out. Mm -hmm. They all have this gorgeous body like Cary Grant, you know, oh my gosh. like Rock and Hudson, kind of those long lean muscles. And that's because he um, created this thing that is all about spinal alignment. Um, and I elaborated so much more on that because as you know, I had scoliosis and I wore a brace and I started to be frantically worried about my spine collapsing again after I stopped wearing the brace. So when I created the method, you will hear when you see the videos, when you start doing the workout, that I am completely obsessed with spinal alignment and abdominal control. And what that does, this obsession, it prevents you from getting injured and it repairs a lot of injuries. So I would say that if you have old injuries and a doctor's told you that you're cleared to do certain exercises and often they mention Pilates, and you have something like an hernia or you know a dislocated disc or a spinal issue, um, you know a torn ligament. You can definitely count on the method to probably make things a little bit better for you. Mm. Okay, that is so so good to know. I love it. So yeah, I feel like it's kind of a cure-all. <laughs> it's going to fix your injuries, your mindset, and you just got to do it, guys. I love that so much. So if people wanted to work with you before the virtual platform is ready, you do some online Skype sessions. Is that right? Yes. So we do. I have instructors who uh, go through uh, a, a very long process of certification. Um, I train them myself. So People can either work with one of my master instructors and they're all amazing. They all, you know, speak English perfectly or they can work with me. Of course, the prices are different. Um, and we do that on Skype and we work on your time zone. So you can book what we call a, pri a private online session with us um, by going on the website. And then we book your sessions and we meet on Skype and we have a great system to see exactly what you're doing and you see exactly what we're doing. And it's almost as amazing as a live session in person. Mm, okay. Definitely doing this. And I'm going to come see you in Monaco hundred percent. I might take you for a drink or two also. We might yes, I need to, we need, to, I need to experience this Monaco lifestyle. This is my new goal is to like live the Monaco lifestyle here in Vancouver. And I think I can do it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much. Let's get into manic moments and manifesting, even though I wish I could just talk to you all day, but we'll have to continue the conversation in Monaco. Um, <laughs> so manic moments and manifesting is where we talk about the last meltdown that we had and the last thing we manifested. So I'll go first. Mine are kind of like combined. So my manic moment is literally my calendar. You guys, it is insane. It's not normal how back to back my appointments are and how freaking busy I've been. Like when I travel and this is like something that I'm working on, I feel like I've got this like all or nothing mentality where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to schedule everything in right before my vacation so that I can like relax. And but then 
going to get your grilling going. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's okay. So that's the manic moment, but the manifesting, I feel like I've manifested this conversation. <laughs> I've manifested this new goal of the Monaco lifestyle. Um, and also I manifested one of my good friends, um, Alyssa Coleman. She is a productivity expert. She has an online business and she was a guest speaker yesterday um, in my, at my mastermind, uh, my mastermind call. And she has, I feel like it's changed my life. She's basically taught me how to run my whole business from my calendar without having to use all these different systems. And I do use my calendar, but basically like literally scheduling in everything um, and putting things into like the comments of the calendar. So if I need my assistant to like check on something, I can like add her to the invite and put the link in the calendar of what I need her to check rather than like sending emails back and forth. So I'm really excited to implement this and yeah, everything we're talking about today and all of this, I feel like it's totally speaking my language and just divinely landed when I need it. That is going so full circle because she just made sure that your cortisol level stays low. Exactly. The whole process for you. That's so cool. Guys, I'm going to be so skinny in no time. <laughs> okay. Ingrid, tell us. What's that? I said you just manifested that as well. Exactly. <laughs> Planting the seeds. Um, okay. So Ingrid, what is the last meltdown that you had and the last thing you manifested? Okay. So my last meltdown was insane. About three weeks ago, um, we, we, we live in two places. We have a home in, in France, which is a few minutes away from Monaco. And then we have a condominium in Monaco. And so we were at our house in France and um, we were sleeping and we had our silent alarm go off um, because we have motion sensors outside and x-rays for movements and stuff like that. And we looked in our monitors and four guys masked were trying to get into the house. Oh my gosh. Is this like a normal thing in Monaco? Because it's like such a wealthy area. It's not. <sighs> I have to tell you, my manic moment was probably not at that point because we went into, you know, crazy mode, call the police, you know, grab any type of weapon and do something. But what we did was we weren't sure we wanted to wait until the police catches them. So we put all the lights on to let them know that we knew we were there and they run away. But mm. our cameras outside got their plates and they were caught. Oh my goodness. How scary. So freaking scary, especially when you live in such a safe area. But we, you know, even though we live in a safe area, people always say like, don't underestimate places where people are the richest are probably the ones that could be the most dangerous. If some crazy person, you know, was looking for good stuff, they would come this way. Totally. But the crazy thing is that it's the aftermath of that. Like mm. after this happens and you get to watch it on a video, like literally people at your door, someone walking in your backyard, slowly walking by your kids' rooms. Oh. And 
And the guy was getting caught by the motion sensors and the x-rays, but he had no idea. So he's walking slowly and, you know, wearing all black and they were masked. So it's been three weeks. I'm actually getting a little bit better and we've reinforced our systems, even though they didn't need to be because they work very well. And, you know, and I have a taser gun and all of that good stuff. But my husband came home maybe like five days later, a bit late. And I heard noise outside and I was standing by the door because usually I knew when he's coming and he didn't tell me I stood by the door with a knife that's oh my gosh no oh my gosh I totally get it I feel like this is something that needs you need to like sage this out like get the fear out of your body and your space or something because that is gonna like I totally get it that will linger that is terrifying terrifying and as I'm getting over it I have like another manic moment which is so ridiculous to show you how we can go both ways I have this woman in the wellness world but that does not do exactly what I do because she is doing you know it's a totally different specialty and it's not even fitness who copies my content she copies my content constantly and it drives me insane I but hear you I have something I, similar it's I so frustrating on myself so much and I was getting to working on myself and it was working I was not looking anymore I was asking people to stop sending me the similarities and then she sent a troll on my account to actually trash my account. <gasps> oh my goodness. About my recipes and stuff like that. And this person identified herself his himself as her manny, like he's her man nanny for her kids. So it was, <sighs> you know, we knew it was sent by her. Oh. And that, I have to say it was another one of my manic moments. Oh my gosh. So how do you, that's a good one. Like, so how do you, cause I know a lot of the girls that listen to this podcast have their own business. And I know even like some of my clients have had issues with people copying them and I've had the same thing. Um, how do you, like, what are the mindset things that you do to try and not let it bother you? It's super hard to detach from it. I have to say, um, the first thing that I do is I don't look, mm -hmm. I don't look, I don't care. And most of the time I'm like, you know, what, like, good for her but the problem is that you know people in the wellness world I'm sure it's the same for you if they follow you they will follow that person you'll have you know the same kind of followers and she's in New York which is a lot of my audience is from there because I'm from there so people would start sending me screenshots and going like oh my god double take same mm -hmm. coffee and fiber as you same coffee and raspberry oh my god same recipe so you can't just unsee it mm -hmm. um so yeah, I've been working. It's, you know, you have to do work on yourself. You have to realize that, you know, it's their problem, not yours. And I know it's very easy to send. It's very cliche, but you know, I have days that it annoys the shit out of me and I have days that I can just let it go. And I feel like maybe talking about it helps a lot, putting it mm -hmm. out. And like you said, a lot of people like you have told me, you know what, it's happened to me, knowing you're not the only one you deal with yeah. it. You know, I, I think that helps too. Totally. I think so too. Just talking. Yeah. You, you have to vent, you have to let it out because it is frustrating, but then also just like kind of bringing it back and being like, honestly, this isn't going to affect my business. It doesn't affect me. Um, this person probably feels worse in their life about it than I do that they have to copy me. Um, so even just trying to like give compassion, even though that's really hard, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still not there. I'm like, I, 
pity, but not compassion. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like I need to be a better person. I'm really working on it. No, no, it's natural. <laughs> I totally freaking get it, 100%. What is the last thing that you manifested? So the last thing I manifested is a few weeks ago, we were in a really cool place um, in Cannes. And we were having like one of those really cool lunches, you know, like day lunch, kind of like the same stuff that you would see in Saint-Tropez. And this really famous woman um, who lives in Monaco part-time came in and I manifested and I said, you know what? The method needs to work with her. It would be so good for my image in Monaco. If she would love it, it would be so credible because she's, you know, she's, I know she's very athletic and she's beautiful. And sure enough, yesterday, she called me. Oh my gosh. How exciting. She found found us on Facebook. One of her friends or someone she knew had liked her page. And she called. And I was like, oh my God. And, you know, I was like, okay, I manifested. But for many, many years, when this would happen to me, I would be like, what a crazy coincidence, you know? But I know I manifested. Now I know. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. I feel like you need to like teach us all how to manifest too. That'll be your, that'll be your next online course. Yeah. That's I, I figure out how I do it, but you know what? I think clarity, I think clarity in your mind about what you're, like you said, like what your goal is, what your, you know, Totally. Yeah. That's always, that's my first manifesting step too, is like just being so insanely clear on everything around what you want. So true. Oh my gosh. Well, I wish we could talk. Okay. I didn't even bring up the stuff about the fashion and the Bravo and the sex in the city. I had to really hold myself back from talking about that because it would have just taken up too much time. And I wanted to talk about your current stuff, but I feel like we have so much to talk about. So, oh my God, we need to continue the conversation, but Actually, you also wanted to offer a discount for the listeners. So do you want to tell us about that? So the discount currently is offered to all the chakra girls out there. (laughs) And it is for the private Skype online session, because I know your audience is not in Monaco. At checkout, you can enter chakra and get a 10% off discount on your back or on your individual session. Oh my gosh, that is so, I'm so, so grateful for this. This is so amazing. And I'm definitely going to be doing this and I cannot wait. So everyone listening, definitely go do a session. Um, Check out Ingrid. Ingrid, where can we find you? What's your website? Where can we find you on social media? So the website is themethodmc.com. MC is from Monaco. So that's the website. And on social media, I am very active on Instagram. I don't use Snapchat. I don't use Twitter anymore. So my whole handle is on Instagram and I always post stories. Um, I talk a lot about stuff like what we spoke about today, protein powders and cortisol and all that stuff. You can find me at Ingrid Delamar Kenny, all attached on Instagram. And the method as a whole has a Facebook page. It's on Facebook and it's called The Method. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Okay. Wait, now I just need to quickly ask why no protein powder? 
okay. the quick version answer. <laughs> the quick version of protein powder is technically protein powder is a supplement. Um, so what happens with that is why are you supplementing protein powder if you're eating chicken, meat, cheese, you know, eggs? That's pretty much it. Protein powder was created for people that, you know, want, wanted to be bodybuilders originally. And then Slim Fast, many, many years ago, I think before you were even born, because I think I'm a little bit older. I remember Slim Fast. I remember Slim Fast. <laughs> so they were doing uh, meal replacements based on protein powder and those little drinks. So realize it's a meal replacement. Now people are jumping on that protein powder bandwagon to build muscle, but it does not build muscle that way because excess protein powder, excess protein, sorry, in your nutritional, you know, uh, choices every day, excess will get you to gain weight. Mm. So you need to think, am I not getting enough protein that I need protein powder? The problem is with protein powders is people drink them because they think it helps them build muscle. But the only way that you build muscle when you have protein powder is when you are a real professional athlete. Mm -hmm. If not, you're putting yourself in excess protein intake. Unless you are some type of a vegetarian, vegetarian who doesn't eat, you know, fish and chicken and meat and doesn't eat eggs or cheese, then at that point, you probably have a deficit and you can go for protein water, for protein powder. But if not, there's really no reason for you to go into excess. And So if I'm eating meat with lunch and dinner... Can I have protein in my shake with breakfast or is it just not necessary? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Besides, I, I really, you know, I really um, stand my ground about the French lifestyle and how the French have been so skinny, yeah. you know, over hundreds of years. Um, why are you supplementing with something that comes from a factory? Get yeah. it in your food protein for breakfast you have so many you know real fresh product options you know and you have you need prebiotics and you need probiotics but you could get all that from the cheeses that you eat for example so yeah. um if you need a real pro probiotic and you're in the states it's complicated because your cheeses are not the best but if you go to the farmer's market and you ask for unfermented cheese, they will have that. And there is your amazing protein and probiotic, and you're attending to your gut health, to your good gut, you know, you know, to your good gut bacteria, and you're facilitating weight loss. Having protein powder definitely will create you to bulk up when you, you know, do any kind of, you know, muscle activity. Mm. And it's not going to help you. And I, I've, I've experienced it with clients who told me, oh my God, that explains why I'm hitting a plateau in my weight loss. I'm having protein mm -hmm. powder because my coach or my friend or this girl started promoting it. And all these, these influencers, you know, in the, in online on, on Instagram and all that, they're showing you these shakes and stuff. They're not even drinking that, you know? Mm, okay. So my life is changing. I am turning into a Monaco girl in Canada. That's what's happening. And <laughs> it's all thanks to you, Ingrid. Thank you so, so much. This has been like the most informative ever episode. And I'm just, I can't wait to share it with everyone. 
thank you for having me. I am so very humbled that uh. you gave voice within your community and I love chatting with you. Yay. Thank you so much, Ingrid. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Girl Co. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.